What is going on, everybody? It's RC back in for another episode of FUT Live today with just Joey, the North American special of FUT Live. No Felix because we're recording this on a Monday and it's like midnight to 1 a.m. his time and he has work in the morning, so we're not going to force him to stay up for that. However, we missed Sunday. We want to make sure we continue to get these out weekly. Something we said last week, we missed a week, so we don't want that to happen again. And there's actually been some, you know, nothing inside of FUT that's changed a lot, but a lot of Twitter slash outside of FUT. Um, content that's popped up. So um, today we're here with Joey. So Joey, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Had a relaxing weekend. Didn't take weekend league that seriously. Uh, just kind of chilled on it. Stopped that goal too. And uh, was interested in all the stuff that's happening outside of foot. So happy to get into all of that. Yeah, I, I also... I I I stopped the goal three, but did not have a relaxing weekend. I was getting angry left and right. I don't know what, what happened. Like the past like week i've just been starting to get really angry at fifa and i don't i don't i don't know how to stop it like <laughs> really? my legs have taken a beating so i don't break the controller <laughs> and i i was getting so angry this weekend so I, I was taking huge breaks like i was just logging off and then playing something else or like going on cod or madden or something and just taking breaks but i don't know what it was i i i messaged you guys friday night i was playing no saturday i was playing some of the best fifa like i'd ever played um and I started off should have been seven and two, um, or no, should have been eight and two, but it was seven and three because I had a disconnect right as soon as I scored, um, in like my fifth game or something like Fun. that. But even that, like that was like discouraging. But I still kept playing. Like from it was like my fifth game, and I still kept playing. And then only had, I had my lost my first game, uh, literally the first game of the weekend to some guy that was just really good. So I was like uh, that game. I, I'm perfectly fine. I'm very good at losing to people that are better than me. Uh, like that better than me. Like he was beat me three zero at halftime, so I just quit. So um I was fine with that. So I you know, I was even fine and then went to Sunday and lost my head. And like even as soon as I log in the game, I just get frustrated. So excited to talk about things that, you know, aren't weekend league from now on. Um but before we do get into it, we are still sponsored by Manscaped. If you didn't hear last episode, um Manscaped's here at the perfect package 3.0, the ultimate grooming tool for males. I have all the package here. Last time I only showed you the trimmer. This is everything that comes in the perfect package. Um, they were kind enough to send it to us. You have this nice bag um, inside it, like I showed last week, it's the trimmer. Uh, here it is. That Felix asked if there was a head for it, so I, I grabbed that. It's in this bag. This bag comes with it as well. Um, it's just there's only one head, so it's not adjustable size. But you know, you're trimming down there, so I don't think you really need an adjustable head uh, for length, unless you know the lady has a preference for length. But <laughs> and then also the two things that I was most skeptical skeptical about um, them sending. I have right here as well, and it's the Crop Preserver, the Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, and then the Crop Reviver, which is the Ball Toner. And I didn't know what the point was. I know that was like kind of the meme on Twitter was like, you know, why do you need deodorant for your balls? Other than they smell, makes them smell good. But it's like, well, you do wash them, obviously. However, I can promise you this is like aftershave um, in a sense for the balls. So like after you're done uh trimming this helps it's got like it feels like it's got like aloe so you know when you put like aloe on a sunburn kind of feels like that um cooling anti-chafing which is always good too especially um i feel like if if you're a male like everyone male especially if you played sports you've chafed at times so this is very good for that it's anti-chafing and so that there actually is a benefit and i was it's one of those things i, I say life-changing it's not really life-changing but it's very cool um because i just never would have thought of it and it's it's been very nice so if you are thinking about getting it, get it now. I know everyone is struggling to get the PS5 still, even though it's been out for like two weeks. You still can't pre-order one. 
say use all that money that you're spending on the PS5, order the Perfect Package 3.0, much cheaper. And if you use the promo code FUTLIVE, um, you can get 20% off and free shipping as well. Um, as we said, you know, it's it's actually very good. I've used it a couple times now since we've gotten it. I think I've had it for like now two weeks. Um, it's just very nice, very easy. Uh, very, I was very nervous about the electric feature. Um, <laughs> took it in the shower, works in the shower, waterproof, uh, and does not scrape. And as we said, your balls will thank you. So, Joey, we had a video I shared just because I happened to watch it. I actually, it's funny. I haven't been watching all of Spencer FC's videos because he's kind of transitioned from out of FIFA for his videos um, and into like this IRL yeah. content. Obviously, he's pushed hashtag United, but that's on a separate channel. Um, so on his channel, it's really been more IRL content and like stuff like that. Like he doesn't really post to it often. However, the video title caught my eye because he, uh, I mean, obviously, my I go by the moniker Armstrong FC, uh, and probably an ode to him because he was probably my favorite FIFA content creator um, when I first got into the space in FIFA 13. Uh, when he was the FIFA player, I, yes. I so I <laughs> I literally started getting to it probably the last like year of the FIFA player. I remember like extreme FIFA versus KSI when they were like getting whipped by a uh, dominatrix. I think that was the KSI episode. Um, and then there was also the episode, I think he, they were literally playing on go-karts. They had like a, the, or they were on the pedal boats, the paddle boats. And they were attached to like a regular boat and the, the TV was on a boat, but it's like him and someone were going playing FIFA and they were on like paddle boats behind the boat trying to keep up while also playing. So, yeah, I don't know. That was a tangent because I just remember now I'm getting thrown back. No, no, I mean, I, I think, yeah, yeah. I, I think his online persona has the evolution of it is remarkable. Yes. Like going from that to Spencer FC to being a manager of a football club. Like that's just insane to me how he was able to evolve like that. Insane. Yeah. So the video title was um, why I'll never make uh, foot um foot wheel foot tune again something like that it was either the why i'll never make it or will i ever make it or um something like that so it caught my eye because will of foot tune foot tune sorry to say or why i don't make fifa videos anymore he actually changed the title probably to get better clicks there yeah he changed it since i first watched it uh is one of my favorite series it was such an original series uh such an idea especially back then like you had to be creative um what was popular oh, i mean yeah. you you know this joey joey was in the game early if you didn't know with fifa, FIFA content creation was it was less about the tips and tricks. Like, yes, there were skill montages, skill tutorials. Yes, there was a little bit of trading back then. You were one of them. You were probably one of the few traders back then, um, at least in the YouTube yeah, space. Yeah, I think I was like, yeah, I think I was, honestly, I can probably, on, on one hand, I could count how many traders were, there were back on FIFA 13. But, um, and I did get, some some of my videos did get quite a bit of views, the trading videos. I had a few hundred thousand on a few of them. but. Um, you know, at that time, coin buying was a thing, but like yes. hugely. So trading wasn't really wasn't no one cared about trading because uh, coin buying coin buying was not punished. So people would just go buy their coins. Why would they bother trading? Yeah. So like FIFA 15, obviously we know price ranges, and that's kind of when coin buying really got the hammer hit too. So the price ranges came in, and they hammered yeah. down on coin buying. So the fee, if you right. if you are newer to the scene, which I know a lot of people are, there's it's obviously the game's growing every year. There has to be new people to the scene. Um, the content from FIFA 13 to 15 had to be creative, had to be fun. We're talking KSI Road to Division One. Um, we're talking the early Spencer FC videos, uh, Once a Lion, Forever Blowing, um, where he literally had a pot. He pulled, he printed out all the cards onto a cardboard, little cardboard pieces, pulled them out of a pot, and that's who he got to put into his team. But they had to fit this, you know, Once a Lion is obviously people who's ever had 
at a national, like an England national cap and stuff like that. So it's a way to make FIFA fun because at the time we didn't have draft. We didn't have foot champs. We didn't have rivals. All we had was seasons and then one-off tournaments and friendlies. So seasons would obviously get stale because back then it was very easy to get to division one, even if you weren't very good um, because their skill rating system wasn't there. You could kind of randomly match up against people, a couple divisions higher and lower. Uh, and overall, it's just more of a friendly experience. It wasn't as competitive. So he made the series, Wheel of Fortune, stuff like that. It was just super creative. So he made the video today, um, kind of going over the reasons why he hasn't brought it back. Because that was by far his most popular series. I think he made, did three seasons of it. Um, and he wanted to bring it back because everyone wants it. And he had a fun time with it. However, he expressed in the video why he doesn't, which is, you know, FUT isn't geared towards that kind of content. I mean, if you look at YouTube content now in FIFA, it's you have to be a top 100 trader or player to really bang views. Um, or you have to do like a road to glory and you have to really, 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 really grind the game. The entertainment aspect is out of it to an extent. Obviously, you have squad builder showdown, stuff like that. However, that's not really about the gameplay. That's stuff outside of the gameplay. There's no way. There's, it's very hard to build a series around the gameplay unless you're going like all out try hard mode in that series. So road to glories, even player to glories now, like a Reeve Royce to glory is all about how we can build this team around Royce and do well in uh, weekend league. So it's all this competitive and that's just not there anymore. So I don't know if Joey, what any points you had from the video, but that was kind of the takeaway for me is, is the competitive aspect has not only hurt the casual gamer, it's also hurt the casual, you know, YouTube series as well. Yeah, I, I, 100%. I mean, I, just before seeing that video last night, I sent a message to you and Felix on Discord, and I said, the, the game is no, like, I want to go into Weekend League playing a certain way where... I'm able to be competitive, but I'm not forced into a certain play style. And that's, I think, where EA is missing. They're missing something there. Because at the beginning of the year, I was saying, oh, I think it's not as pay to win, remember? And I was like, you can still use Sterling and that, mm -hmm. and this and that. I think what happened there is just people didn't have good teams yet, right? They didn't have Varane and Van Dyke at the back mm -hmm. um, just sitting around and... and <laughs> the AI just doing everything. Yeah. The so at the time I was like, oh. away the defenders at the beginning of the game. Right. Exactly. So as two, three weeks went by, people are like, Oh, they patched the game. The, the, they made AI defending way better. I don't think that's it. I think the problem is people just got way better defenders now. And despite the attackers being good, like even if you use CR seven, yes. Uh, or CR seven and Bop and Neymar. Yes. You have a better chance at being beating the deep lines, but you're still stuck um, just kind of like passing the ball around. Anyway, my, my point in all this is I went to this into this weekend league with a team built around some of my favorite players. So I had like Andrea Pirlo, uh, Gennaro Gattuso, Baggio, all those guys. I had those on the team, pretty much like an icon hybrid of Italian players and players I like now. And I tried different formations and, and different tactics and it's not even like people say, oh, if you don't have fun, stop playing, which is exactly what I did. But you can't even give someone just by switching on certain tactics a good game anymore. Do you get what I'm saying by yes. that? Like someone can just change their formation and tactic and automatically you're at a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. This is the problem we're, we're at. And I, I don't know how they're going to fix it. Like if you, if you come up, if I'm using a 4-3-3 and the other guy's using a 4-2-3-1 sitting deep, I'm automatically at a disadvantage. Automatically. I don't know what they're going to do about that. That needs fixing. Yeah, there's it's essentially been like that for three years. to four formations that you realistically can use if you're going to play weekend league. And even then, 
in the three to four, I'm counting the three, five, two. That honestly, mm-hmm. I, I, I worded it in the chat today when we were talking, but it was, I didn't put myself at a disadvantage using the three, five, two, like you do in a four, three, three um, variant. Uh, but I'm not also not putting myself at an advantage because I'm, I'm purposely not using the, you know, the two meta metaist formations, uh, the four mm-hmm. and two and two narrow and the four, two, three, one. Those are just so solid in the midfield in defense that you will never be at a disadvantage no matter what game you go into. Even with, you know, unless you're severely out-teamed. If you have a capable team in, in a 4-2-3-1, you'll never not, like, lose... You'll never lose a game big, essentially, unless you play, like, a pro player. But we're talking extremities. In, in 28 to 29 of your 30 games, you won't be at a disadvantage. Right. And I'm talking about even after, let's say, the first 11, 12 games, just as Spencer said, so if anyone's listened to our pod and you haven't watched this video, um, you can go on YouTube and just Google his uh, his YouTube channel, Spencer Spencer Owen or Spencer FC. Spencer FC, and you'll see this video. He essentially said he doesn't want to do the things necessary that you have to do in order to win because they're so one-dimensional. It becomes a ping-pong game. You, you, you switch on certain tactics, certain formations, and you play that way, and you play for rewards. And much like him... I, I don't want to play a certain way just to bang out wins. Yes, I did play the 3-5-2, and, and I just wanted to hit my personal goal of hitting Elite 1, which I did. Once I did that, I no longer have the desire to push through 30 games of just playing that way, just to say I got 27 or 28 anymore. Just because it's it's not... The gameplay has been designed to fit just a small percentage of of players, really. like I think they're missing a huge... Ga- I don't make correct me if I'm wrong. I just feel like they're missing a huge void of 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 players who want to play and enjoy the gameplay. Yeah, I, I don't even know if I think Felix had brought this point across. Is obviously there's so there's two sides. We're talking casuals, you know, people that maybe aren't in the Twitter space, aren't listening to this podcast. Um, so it's hard to put your mind into that aspect. But if it's if they're super casual, they're not like a defensive game doesn't necessarily help them either. Like if the scores are seven eight versus or eight seven versus two one, the casual is not going to find a different experience. Obviously, the argument comes in and is that what we said? If you use a four two three one, you don't even it's not even custom tactics with the four two three one. Obviously, custom tactics help, um, especially when we get to the higher levels. But for a casual, if the casual just runs a four two three one with no ta- custom tactics, that formation is set up to be ultra defensive. They're not going to go get blown out ever unless they really grind weak and they can play to the higher levels, which are. Ca- term casual mean they're not doing that so they're just playing like three to four rivals games a week or a couple every couple days like you know four days one night then take a day off and then four days again a couple days later um they're not gonna the reason the defensive works for them is because they log on for their four to five games and they never get blown out once you know they may not win them all but they will never get blown out and have a such a bad experience they like quit the game however we have that experience all the time because we're trying to play a different way uh and we play higher level people than they do and you know we're not getting blown out but we're realizing we're losing to people worse than us a casual is not gonna pick up on that 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 they can beat the person um and they're not having a good time so i think that's where it comes in is they're trying to appease the casual by making sure they never you know get blown out or similar similar to what's happening in other games with call of duty has skill-based matchmaking now um that is that skill-based matchmaking is added so that if you play Call of Duty a couple, three, four hours a week, even, which is not a lot in the grand scheme of things, a couple hours a week for video games, um, 
you don't log into a lobby and have some guy who's six prestige in your lobby and is goes 35 and two and, and you die and you went like two and 11. <laughs> like you didn't go two kills. 11 right. So they added skill-based matching in COD so that the casual can log on and want to log on again whenever they do, which, you know, it is a tactic and they probably have the numbers that support that. But for us, obviously non even casuals, obviously I, I consider myself a casual when it comes to the Twitter sphere, uh, the small f- extremists of fun. I'm a casual in that small bubble, but the broader casual, they probably have numbers on it and, and it makes sense. Well, here's what I'm trying to get at. I don't mind the skill-based matchmaking. I don't mind the competitiveness of foot. Okay. Like I, I don't mind because I, when I want to go into a game, I don't want to just smash the other guy either. Um, I don't mind having a mix of games. I think that's why a lot of people like the first 10 to 15 games of weekend league because you get a nice mm-hmm. mix. And I don't mind that in division one, you get, you play people from division one through three or two through three or whatever it is. So some games are, are a little bit sweaty. Some games are a little bit relaxed. You can kind of do whatever. I don't mind that. What I do mind is that I cannot play the way I want to play and give the other guy a good game. If the other guy's a good player, that's, that's where I'm trying to get at. If, if I, use different players than what people are using in division one or high tier weekend league gameplay. So obviously your Neymar's, your Mbappe's, your Cristiano Ronaldo's. If I'm not using those players and I'm not using meta formations, I can't give the other guy a good game. Forget about it. Like uh, me trying to get wins. I'm not even talking about this at that point. I'm not even talking about trying to get elite one, elite two, elite three. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about just being able to compete with the other guy across wherever he's playing using different players. I think that becomes the issue. And again, forget about pay to win. This is this isn't even about that. If you're using players like again, we'll go back, Lewandowski. He's they need to have you need to be able to use the high rated players on this game. We've said it so many times and they should be competent enough to be able to give you a chance if you're better than the other player. I think that's where where my frustration lies is that I can't bring in my favorite players and try to enjoy the game because I just end up like passing the ball around since everyone just plays so defensive mm-hmm. and I can't do anything to combat that. So that's where that's where my gripe is. Like a lot of people on Twitter were responding to uh, Mike LaBelle who who put out a quick video. He's asking like, "Where's the middle ground?" And to me, I said, "If you don't play a meta formation, you're at a disadvantage if you don't use meta players you're at a disadvantage if you don't use meta tactics you're at a disadvantage so i i have to play a certain way just to be able to it was bad because give of the, the fact other guy that, a good game um fifa has so the what the thing with cod is people want if you just hit, like start matchmaking Shown it. People care about a rank. If people don't play their players, they're not playing ranked. They're going into pubs and pub pub stomping, mm. um, or even follow FIFA. You don't have to give good rewards. Just give any rewards at all. People mm. will play that just to show off and brag, and, and, and they don't. 
special mode right now is, is I think, Upblaze matchmaking. So, in a sense, FIFA's got it better than COD. Added the Rivals mode without ever adding a friend. mode because they turn the friendlies mode bigger in friendlies than it is in rifles because it's it's, mm -hmm. it's not as effective time to kill time to shoot or whatever you know not as effective but because we're in Skill, we're in these skill-based matchmaking. It's not viable. Obviously, it goes differently because <laughs> and the one I don't know how they get that back. Exactly. He's, he's, isn't Ronaldo yeah, so Messi's 94. Exactly. <laughs> Messi has two cards, so if you don't count him, Ronaldo. Ronaldo is 92. Front, Ronaldo's yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Messi, so technically Lou is tied for the. The highest. Oh, oh no, Messi got it in. You'll, you'll, you'll realize the glaring problems with with just how it's better and pass solution here to. to yeah, I mean that's the question. Places. I think it's the question we've been asking since we started this podcast in the end of FIFA nineteen. Right, I think we started. I think I, I think my first episode was in F on FIFA 19 when I first started this. So I think I think that's the question we've been asking week in week out: is is how do you make it viable without you know tuning AI to the point where like AI does stuff? Because obviously, like the one argument would be like, well, Lou is one of the best number nines in the in the world, so or if not the best, so he should make better runs. But then if you make him make such better runs, then is it the AI doing everything and you don't have to do anything? And you just have to you know make that final pass to him. Which I which I do get. In the, obviously, you don't want the AI doing everything, but then you have the AI do everything defensively. So I guess it's you know could be a good balance there. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how you. I think they're trying. Yeah, no, they with like directed runs, but it's not working. That if like you when you said more players are viable, you said that because it felt like you know you, you could use your slower midfielders that were good at passing because passing felt. You could actually feel not as much as like, you feel like agility and balance, which are two of the most important stats. But like, you could feel the difference from a bad passer to a good passer, a bad dribbler to mm -hmm. a good dribbler. You know, slow to fast. Like you could feel the differences in stats. Um, so it almost felt like they're usable. It turns out, obviously, just because you can feel the difference in passing, the less passing doesn't really matter because you know pace and dribbling outrule that at the end of the day. Um, but it does feel like they're working on it and trying to figure it out. And I don't know what the answer is because 
by all stretches, even looking at the Lua card outside of the pace, he still has, with an engine, and we're talking chem styles, and I know there's been the huge movement to try to get those out of the game, but with an engine, he has 85 agility and 95 balance, which if you were to use Lua's gold card, you would say he feels like a bus or a donkey or a giraffe or whatever you want to call it. Like <laughs> He feels slow on the ball, and, and by all you know, accounts of how the game works, 95 balance, 98 dribbling, 85 agility, and then even 85 sprint speed, he should feel towards the upper tier of cards on the on like dribbling wise like those are all very high stats but he still doesn't so i don't know if it's do they body types um is that the issue so i don't i don't really i I can't say i have an answer for you but it is the question that everyone's asking because people want to know i feel the changes it needs to be on the defensive side i think more than the attacking side i think they have to figure out how they can make defense See, I don't want to say more manual because I think people are are confused with like, oh, they need to remove AI. Like, if you do that completely, then people are going to complain that their left back or right back are not tracking runs or something like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Then it becomes one of those uh, problems. I think they have to figure out like how people, the way the majority of people play, the most annoying is they just control their two CDMs and never have to control their center back. I think they have to figure out a way where they have to force users to use their center backs. And not only that, but no longer just be able to run into a player to do a tackle. Mm. I feel like that, that it makes it too easy. Like you just hold sprint jockey and you literally run into the player. You no longer really have to tackle. You you do in some center backs you use, but the top tier ones like Varane and um, some other like Joe Gomez, even, you know, you can just simply sprint jockey into the player and you'll either knock them off balance or it'll just get the ball. I don't know if that is a cause of some of the concerns that we have or problems we have. I feel like it's a little too easy to defend. I think that's the case too, because when you think of it, it's not like there's two metas that work attacking wise. It's literally just one. It's pace and dribbling. Those are the two most important stats. The finishing will come. Like as long as you don't have someone that's awful at shooting, they score everything. If they get the shot, it's just, it's just, how do you get that shot off? And the thing with Lua is his best feature is his shooting, obviously, given the fact that he's a striker, like, and, and a high rate of one that's, you know, not crazy fast, doesn't have crazy dribbling, decent physicality, but physicality doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Um, only if they're trying to catch up to you and, and you, you can kind of throw them off, but it's very few and far between when you use the physicality or the strength that he has. So there's really only one way to beat the defense is either you, you get a through ball behind them and your guy is faster to the ball, 99% of your strikers, that'll never be the case because they just don't have the high tier pace. Like the good strikers, I should say. Like, so your Lua's, um, even like your Lukaku's, which is a higher range striker, Benzema, um, all higher range cards. Aguero. What? Even Aguero. Yeah, yeah. Even Aguero. Yeah, Aguero's not even viable anymore because yeah. he's in the 70s, I yeah, think. Yeah, so you've now eliminated half the really good players. Even your Zlatan, who's having an incredible season. His, he Unless he gets a flashback card that has some stupid amount of pace, he will never be viable um, at a high tier. Uh, Lou Suarez, uh, another. And I think this is the this is exactly the problem Spencer's talking about. Like he can't go make that series again. It'll be impossible for him to do anything because if he's forced to use like a full goalkeeper team, and I'm not saying that should ever be okay <laughs> to do as well. Like there needs to be a balance between what you can and can't do. And 
his his whole series was about making fun teams. Even Japes's path to power, yeah. I think he said the same thing. He can't do a path to power because of the way Ultimate Team is now built. You you just have to use the best players all the time, and the best players now are no longer a list of like fifty. It's like a list of ten. Yeah, and, and what another thing is the, is the season structure. There is no season structure anymore. There's rivals, and like Spencer said, he on his road to glory this year, he actually is a Division One player. So it's not like we're saying like, you know, he's not a good player anymore. Like he, he's aged out or whatever, and he's just not good anymore. He is still, you know, good enough to make the series work, um, which is why he almost brought it back. But like you said, there's one of the things he had in there was a challenge pot. So what, maybe it wasn't using a team of goalkeepers, but maybe it was just saying you have to use 100% first owned like Serie A squad. And if he doesn't have, if, if he made it to division one with his main team, then gets this challenge of having to use a Serie A squad, even if it's a good one, because the whole point of the series is he packs stuff. He can buy certain things. Um, he, so he can build a decent Serie A squad, but a decent team doesn't work outside of maybe division six and lower. Even if you're a good player, like a decent team is not effective anymore. Uh, so that, yeah. that was and really and look, the big thing of it too. We, Yes, and we know there are people who are so damn good they can do it with any team, any player. Like your your uh, fanatic Harrys of the world, yes. Anders, Tex. There's people like that who exist, right? But it's such a minority. There's only like a handful of people who can honestly go in with a subpar team and just smash it. You're talking about the pros. But normal people who are mid to above uh, level, like myself, Felix, um, even yourself, like you're able to, if you really want to focus, I'm sure you can get to whatever here you want in weekend yeah. league but um, yeah if i sat down i'd be a that's, one, which is fine yeah that's what i'm saying so the, the that's where like the problem lies for me it's it's uh unless you're a freak of nature <laughs> you can't do a fun series like that that's and it's 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 a tricky yeah, thing. And i, I, don't I know. think they're just struggling to find the balance because i'm not saying that i want even to use like uh like even like in your your situation obviously using higher up players icons but like, say I want to use yeah. a full like Arsenal squad or whatever. They don't have a ton of special cards. Their squad's not that amazing. I'm not saying I should be. Able, I the game should cater to me, and I should be able to go into weekend league with a full Arsenal squad right now. Right. I'm not no, saying that. Not I'm saying like, if either if they're high, if the high rated high rated cards should obviously be good. If they're high rated, they should be good. Um, that's the whole point of the rating system. But uh, also, I'm saying that you know there should be a mode or a, a way of being able to use a, a lower rated squad. Um, and still compete at, at some sort of level if you're if you're good enough. Uh, weekend league maybe is not that that weekend league should be competitive, but this is where they don't find the balance. Is they've catered the game to make it so that it's super defensive, so that weekend league super competitive. Basically, almost every game you go into is a, a close game because uh, it's just so hard to blow someone out this FIFA uh, unless you're really good. So every, they've catered it so that weekend league's that, but then that carries over to your other game modes. Rivals obviously is rivals. It's competitive as well. People are going to try their hardest to win friendlies you've now made skill-based matchmaking and have prizes on the line and can use loan cards so all of that is now made that super sweaty i played the i'm doing the premier league one so i have i have three more wins i need to get bellerin unlocked uh some guy built a really crappy prem team so you can only have three silvers and has to be and then the whole team overall has to be 77 overall so he had two silvers in his starting lineup and he had 375 overall golds and then subbed off two of them one for mbappe and one for uh hyung ming sun so I'm now using a 77 overall team that I built to actually be a 77 overall team that's competitive. And then he subs on loan Mbappe and loan like Sun. So, and then that just makes it not fun because then he's playing four, two, three, one and spamming balls up top to those two. So they've now, because of the way they've structured the game for their competitive mode, it's also hurt their 
supposed to casual mode. And I've even heard, I don't play draft as much. You guys do. Felix even said like draft is still sweat is anything because there's rewards. In the yeah. Line. You cannot lose in draft. You cannot lose a draft or you're done. You're draft. <laughs> there's there's like nothing else to do. If you lose, you have to restart. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I mean, I haven't played much draft this year. I, I normally do, but I just haven't. Um, maybe I'm kind of just getting older for ultimate team. I don't know. And I'm just taking a more casual approach. I am enjoying a more casual approach. Approach. I'll tell you that after it, like I said, 27, I, I love just hitting goal two and chilling, not stressing about, Oh, this guy's playing a certain way. I was literally quitting out of game. That's what I, that's what like, I did. Like, that's why right. I said I was I was struggling. Is I wasn't really struggling, but like if the guy was sweating, I just like let him score and then I quit out. Yeah, I was like, you know what, dude? Just you know, just, you need to win more than I do at this point. Just go ahead. So I would quit. I out. did troll someone. He was but, playing like super bad and he scored early. So I tied <laughs> the game up and then quit. Oh, fun! Yeah, I had you know that's if you're playing that bad, I, I was I, that was me at my angriest. Um, so I still got the loss. Yeah, to you're, to win. you're not in the normal yeah, state. So I do feel bad about that one now, but not enough. So do you think before we move on from this topic, I have like, something came up as you were talking. Do you think play some of the players are just, they don't cater to them to make ultimate team work from a market standpoint. For example, like if every single high rated player was really good, do you think they would still have cheap players? For example, uh let's say Modric, right 87 Modric. um this year not that good i don't really see him at all to be honest with you and probably not one of the best players to use i would say do you think if someone like him was really good and, and viable to use his his price would skyrocket and then all the other subsequent you know, players same thing like cruz Modric, uh tiago from liverpool mm-hmm. i think of busquets as one of them always Busquets, he's yes, up, another since one. Since like FIFA thir- 14, he's been unusable, but he's always been 87 or higher up to, I think, 89 at his peak of his regular gold card. I do think there, I think there's something to that because I think, you know, thinking of Busquets, we, we know that pack weight's different. Like when Busquets right. was an 89, I think, I'm trying to think of who it was. Someone was an 89 as well. Uh, Mbappe might have been an 89 that year. And you obviously didn't pack Mbappe ever, but you'd get right. Sergio Busquets seven, eight times if you didn't even open packs like a lot. Obviously, if you spend a lot of money on packs, you probably pack them way more. So it's like, even to the fact of Mendy last year, how often, he was 80 rated, and you never packed him because they, right. they, they know what players work, and they can, they can manually adjust their See, pack that, weight that, to affect that. So that's, that, I think, you do have a point there, is if, they, if every 87 across the board was as viable as the other one, who do you put in the pack then? Like who becomes the cheapest one, one with yeah. the least amount of links or whatever? I I don't know. Maybe I guess that, that's probably one way to go about it. Someone like Koulibaly, for example, can be one of the best center backs, but because of his uh, nationality and league, probably wouldn't be as expensive. Yeah. So do they? I think do, that do they edit like obviously they not, they don't have to worry about that now because they have built-in players that are. Um, that rating like even harry kane is unusable like and he's super high rated lua like i see right. lua get packed on streams all the time um in comparison for his rating obviously uh obviously he right. choose or get packed higher but like
for the rating, there is clear individual pack weight on every single card. in the game and therefore and there's been stuff made about it that that's not right because the pack odds that they have now are like oh you have a 3.2 percent seven rated or higher and that is always going to be 87 rated boost cuts because <laughs> within that 3.2 he's 60 good and what's bad but i mean that's always been the case back to the days that silvers were viable um, Brasilvers were better yeah, than even back then. That's true. I, I, um, so they never really had that balance, and I don't know what it, the reasoning. I don't think back then it was for the market because the market really wasn't that big of a thing. You even said that not many people were trading on it because coin buying was. I just was curious about that. Just thinking how the market would. Would react if you know, range of players to use. I'm just. Every year, it's, to me, it's getting choice of players to use until like there's team of the season, of course. Like yeah, months I mean, and months down the line. For Brasilvers to be back, yeah. back, and not just instantly, like after after the full game releases, Busquets instantly becomes fodder for SBCs. I think it's like I, I think we just have the gen of um, of the engine, the game engine. Yeah, from the it's still That's, we say this. I think we've said this every week now. Now, December fourth, we'll is, see. It, it went from ignite to frostbite, right? Yes. Yeah, and, but yeah, going from frostbite to yeah. frostbite. So I don't know. Because I don't think I don't think they had. Some. We've already seen the effect of like the menus and stuff. And for the, a lot of people, a lot of people combine some of the servers and having issues there. But overall, like the hardware inside that's connected. Be, dude, I, I direct. Yeah, well. I'm I'm very um, very happy with the gameplay. So that's that's the thing. Like I'm actually happy with the services. Yeah, I, I haven't had a single. I, I mean, I probably occasionally, but overall, I haven't found much input delay. Obviously, you and I have a gigabyte internet with Direct Connect through Cat Five or Cat Six, whatever it is, cable Cat Five, uh, cable right to there. So we're not playing on Wi-Fi. We're playing even if we were playing on Wi-Fi, we're still playing with a really good connection. And now we're on the new hardware too. So I think we're in the best situation possible. So I know that's not the case for everyone, but. Overall, it's been improved, and I Zway had a funny tweet. So they added the server in Miami last week, and he hit Elite for the first time ever uh, this week. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's first time ever or first time on 21, um, but either way, like I, I might find it because he just he just tweeted about it because they obviously um, they had just tweeted about the servers. I mean, Inception literally said this in one of his streams. He said, you can go from an Elite One player to a Gold Two player. Based on the type of gameplay you get, yes. Oh, so was it's it? It was crazy. his first ever elite, by the way, like ever in FIFA, and it was, it was the week the server came out. Not saying I'm that so way is like going to get elite every week now, um, but I think there is something to what you said because 
it goes back to what we started off the podcast with is that people play to not lose instead of to win. And if the games are close, then that's where you start losing. So as long, if the game stays close, like one, like if you're tied the entire game and you start getting this bad connection, all of a sudden, all it takes is them to get one goal and then it's impossible to break them down like from there on because they got their goal. So that's mm-hmm. where, like, obviously that's why he said elite three to like gold two is it's like five wins or whatever. Um, because if they're, even in bad gameplay, like we've all experienced it, if you're that, if you're, if you're still much better than them, like your first 10 games usually, you're still going to be fine in bad gameplay. It'll be closer than it should be, but you'll still be fine for most of the time. Um, it's just those games that are close that you you know you lose out on. So it's definitely, especially when the margins are so small, so so small. Um, it's it just it, that's where the losses or your wins become losses when the margins are super close. Yep. Uh, I think that's enough of the Spencer video. The only other thing he said was you mentioned you mentioned quickly is he doesn't he, he said it's like fifty percent old age, old getting not old age obviously but getting older. Um, and then 50% of the game, like, just catering to more competitive scene. That's just not what he's interested in right now. Um, because, like he said, he's like, if, you, if I was 22, maybe the rewards, like, those red picks would be enough to make me sweat through 30 games on my weekend. Now he's about to be a dad. He owns a football, his own football club. Like, there's just other things you yeah. can be doing on the weekend except playing. And I, I find that oh, the same, absolutely. like, up until, like, even FIFA 17, I just got my first shot, but I lived with just my buddies. Um, my girlfriend was still at school, so we, we didn't ha- we didn't hang out during the week, um, and I didn't really have any responsibilities after work. So, it, what was playing FIFA? You know, for getting home from work at five thirty p.m. and playing till like ten p.m. What, like I had nothing else to do, so I might as well. Um, and that's kind of the same way people look at weekend leagues. Like, you know, I get red picks for playing on the weekend. I wasn't going to do anything else anyway, so might as well. Yeah, for me, see, like I want to break this addiction of hitting a goal for myself it's it's such a weird thing to say but like the only reason i wanted to hit elite one is to prove just for myself i don't care about like other people seeing that i got elite one it was just to for me to know oh i can hit elite one and i have to break that and it doesn't even it's not even with fifa like anything i do i'll always it's a weird weird thing man i'll always push myself to get that goal and then i'll break off it's such a weird addiction to have, whether it's working out, whether I've always told my wife, thank God I'm not addicted to like drugs or alcohol. Cause I think I'd be super addicted. I'd be really bad. I've got a very addictive mindset and it's, it's so addictive personality rather. Like when it comes to working out and dieting, I'll go all in for like a, a year straight and I'll get to where I need to get. And then I'll just done. I'll just start eating like garbage all of a sudden and not working out or with anything with sports with like basketball. I would literally, go and practice like a maniac every day alone even though i'm not trying not to be like a professional basketball player i would go and just practice and practice and practice and not even play for like the high school team or college or anything but just so i can be <laughs> at top level when i'm playing pickup games it's such a weird personality to no have. i think a lot of us but I, share the same personality because i'm the same way as i go through phases of stuff i want to do um when i started streaming like or when i started youtube videos i was just doing like a youtube video every single day um like when i first started in 17 and then I started streaming more and I was like, oh my God, I like streaming way more than editing videos. And so I just stopped doing YouTube altogether and was just only streaming like every day. And then, you know, you pick up, you start doing other stuff and then you start doing that. Like even the Pokemon card revolution that's happened, card player cards in general. Um, mm. I, I now own a bunch of Pokemon cards because I've just started getting to that. 
like it's yes it's addictive but it's like short burst like in the sense that the, yes there's goals involved um like for me like squirtle's my favorite pokemon so i want to collect one of each like of the cards that they've ever made for him uh mm -hmm. so there's goals like short term like that but yeah it's just like you start getting on stuff obviously we've talked about we want to do we have the youtube channel for this we i, I want to start doing other youtube videos on this channel because i just care about the podcast more than my like own personal channel so like all i can think about all day is like you know what videos would we make like as a podcast with three of us what if we want to get into right. sports and stuff like that like i get we get so like narrowly focused on one thing and i think that's what i get to is like when i when i start dedicating myself to something i get too deep into it and for obviously for some of the stuff it's good like working out eating healthy mm -hmm. that's always I good tried that one. you know <laughs> so, so like stuff like that that's good but um sometimes even things like fifa yes i'm older but i still have that drive in me to just do well i think once i break that that's when i'll be like eh, it's fifa i don't care what the game's mm -hmm. like i'll just go in and play whatever it is um and i think i've broken out of it earlier this year probably because of how bad last year was and i just slow, slowly starting to realize the direction of where the franchise is going um but yeah anyways i think that's enough of, of the uh uh, Spencer Owen video. I think everyone should watch it. Yes. It's a really, really good video. Yes, because it's, 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 it's a lot different hearing it from him too, who's a commentator on the esports, who owns an esports team, um, basically on EA's payroll for the commentating. So like he has a direct interest in EA and the competitive scene and still be able to talk kind of not against it, but for changes here and there that so it's very honest. It's very, very honest. Like, like even, you know, people that have not maybe not said bad things about Spencer, but maybe don't like him as a content creator. I saw we're retweeting and saying like love no, this. I have so much respect for the guy because he, he even he's was he was like the only reason I would make the video would be for you guys. Oh, and it'll make me yes. money. Like yeah, <laughs> talking about we're talking about, you know, how he purposely uploads some things to like his main channel and he wants to do a second channel more for just passion, passion things. Um, but he uploads to his main channel just to keep it moving so it doesn't look dead. Um, just so if brand deals do come in, they obviously want the main channel because there's more views on the main channel. Um, so he's like very honest about like the money behind it too. And and that if that's the main motivation, he doesn't want to do it, but he would if like it came down to it. For sure. Uh, the other thing that kind of happened today, uh, and I haven't looked too much into it, and it, there's like mixes between people believing it's like fake, not fake necessarily, but you know, a marketing scheme. But Zlatan came out today. He said, "Who gave FIFA esports? EA, who gave FIFA EA Sport permission to use my name and face at FIFA Pro?" Question mark. I'm not aware. I'm not aware to be a member of FIFA Pro. And if and if I am, I was put there without any real knowledge through some weird maneuver. And for sure, I actually feel like he's serious. And for sure, I never allowed FIFA.com or FIFA Pro to make money using me. Someone is making profit on my name and face without any agreement all these years. Time to investigate. So you have that. That came out. Gareth Bale retweeted it saying, or he just tweeted saying, at Eber official, interesting, what is FIFA Pro? Hashtag time to investigate. So those two are, I don't know if anyone else has said anything since then. I've kind of, I was working, so I didn't fault too much. However, that's pretty huge though. Um, for Zlatan to come out and say it, being one of the faces now this year. Uh, that was big. So, like, could it mean, are they going to change the way images rights work? He probably, at the end of the day, he probably just gave up his images in within his Milan contract. And as long as FIFA owns yeah. Milan, they can use him. Exactly. And that's probably what it would come down to. Uh, so it's kind of probably not that fun of a topic. But it is interesting to consider and talk about, like, what is the long-term effects of that. Um, I, well, I think a lot of people are saying because... Beckham got the 40, he got a three year, $40 million 
pound, not even dollars. I think it was in pounds deal with EA sports for just being in the game. So yeah, they probably, it could be. That's insane. That made him, I think I read the eighth, if he were being, if he were compared to the premier league players right now, it would be, he would be the eighth highest premier league player. That's funny. And he's not even playing. So that's probably, yeah, that probably spurred it. Maybe if, if Zlatan saw the Beckham deal somehow, um, and that, but I will say Bates and tweeted out some funny things. So in FIFA 17, EA Sports did an interview with Zlatan, and it said, alongside David De Gea, you are the best-rated player in the Premier League. How does that feel? And Zlatan said, I'm happy for fans that they get to play as me. It also means I'm good in the game, so I'm happy. What's funny, uh, <laughs> uh, which is ironic, considering the first half of this conversation, is that the, all the question was, is he's the highest-rated player, or he's the best-rated player in the Premier League? And he said, I'm good in the game, which, ironically, he was not good in the game because he was slow. Uh, <laughs> but And then he also said, they asked him, do you play much EA Sports FIFA 17 in your own time, and who are the best players in the dressing room? He said, I play with my children. They're big fans of the game. We, just play, we play as different teams and different players. So clearly, he was aware of FIFA using his image rights and was fine with it because they were interviewing him. Um, then people were tweeting out his player of the month when he was on Manchester United uh, because FIFA comes to do that, and they, they, they are the ones that take the picture. They give him a FIFA card to hold. So he literally right. is accepting the fact that he's in the game with a special card by holding it. So I don't know. That's why I think is this all of a sudden. That's why some people are saying it's a marketing scheme up by EA to just drive up conversation, which I don't know what, what it would be. I know obviously no bad press or no press is bad press or whatever, um, but it feels like they wouldn't go out of their way to make negative press about themselves. They do a good enough job with that already. <laughs> I don't think they care because they're, they're, what was their revenue in 2020? Didn't the pandemic literally increase their uh, net worth because everyone was just playing games since they had to stay home? I'm pretty yes, sure no, yeah, sports. There's, there's, there after the stock crash, like every stock crashed during Corona, but right, I made some, yeah, I made, I made money off their stock with um just the November or the whatever the September release, the fall release, and the fall um, earnings. Uh, this is quickly, I just Googled it. It says in fiscal year 2020, EA posted gap revenue, net revenue of 5.5 billion. And that's coming from obviously EA Sports, FIFA, Battlefield, Apex, The Sims, Madden, Need for Speed, Titanfall, so on. Yeah, I mean, FIFA 21 broke the, it became the most sold video game franchise, sports video game franchise ever within the first week. It broke the record. Mm. Uh, here we go. This is actually an interesting one. In 2019, they made 4.9 billion quarter alone. They made 1.15. Or 30th, which See, this know, is that's just and I know that comes out. And I know this is a little bit off topic for a lot of our listeners, but the reason why change is not going to happen when mm-hmm. this kind Increases of each year. money not, is coming like, in there. We talked we talk about that. Uh, even a yeah, slow decline, not, a slow decline wouldn't change what they do. Like if it was just like a quarter of a percentage or like less than a percent, they still wouldn't do anything. And we're talking, they're still seeing increases yeah. by 11.
percent from last year. Their revenue year by year, but with what? Unless the, if you feel like maybe they're not doing. Trend. I usually when yeah, I trend the, morally, like, the stock trend, I, I'm more worried about because it's stuff I know. I try to follow stuff I know, and I usually hone in on that like FIFA release in September. I try to get in around July, August, and hold until you know late September when they because they do the quarterly call uh, earnings report mm-hmm. around the end of September. Yeah, so I don't I don't usually pay attention to December, but I mean that goes without saying. They clearly don't care. They don't. They're they're rolling in the dough. Obviously, they had some big games come out this year, but still not mo in, in most of that. To, to say further is FIFA. That's their biggest earner. Um, it pays for the NHL franchise. Well, I think NHL Madden pays for itself. I think EA pays basically FIFA paid for NHL and NBA. They've since canceled NBA, which is probably why their net income is way higher this year. Um, they didn't make an NBA yeah. here. You know what's crazy though? If you look on Twitter, everyone because we only play FIFA, so we really only see fee- people complaining about FIFA. But if you look at the Madden community, the 2K community, everyone is complaining that the games they play are just as yes, bad. Yes, I, so I actually, I've been getting into Madden quite a bit um, with my downtime of FIFA. Like, I, I've been playing FIFA less and playing a lot more Madden, which, ironically, you know, how can I, why do I put myself through EA games? Um, but I've been, I follow a lot of Madden YouTubers, and their complaints are the same thing every year. I mean, this Madden was the worst-rated video game of all time, I believe, when it came out. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, and and that goes with the fact that Pez literally made a game that is the same thing with it's just a roster update, <laughs> and somehow Madden got the worst rated game of all time. <laughs> Obviously, it becomes a meme. Yeah. Like you start getting some low numbers, and it becomes a meme. Everyone starts to go later rate it lower, but it still got the worst rated game of all time. So EA does not care. Is is really what it comes down to? No. Uh, they don't care about what Zlatan has to say about the image rights because they own all the image rights. Like the players, maybe should do a better job understanding, and it's probably a hard part being a player and understanding stuff like that. Usually, you yeah. hire people to do that for you. Um, but then again, so what do they do for the for Juventus players? Do they have to go personally get contracts with them? Yeah, uh, I wonder. Or is it through the Serie A because they still technically have Serie A rights? Um, they don't use dynamic images for Juventus players. I know that. Uh. Oh, I they did they this do, year, but they didn't they? Doesn't Juventus uh, have? Yeah, uh, because they had the they era that just came out. Does he have a dynamic? Quadrado as well. He, I think Quadrado does, and I believe they just uh, it is Photoshop the. Yeah. Oh, they Photoshop, Photoshop the uniform out, so it has to be through Syria. Yes, but I guess if you're using a photo too, you you'd go to the person who took the photo, not who's in the photo necessarily, obviously. I, I imagine there's really? probably something there. I mean, there's probably something they've to do with the player have, in the photo as well. But I think they, they've they've got to have like a probably some right. They that must have the entire league. Yeah, they must have either that or they went and got individual contracts from those players once they lost 
the deal to um, to Pez, yeah. to Konami. It's the only way I, w- I would think. One thing to note there is that the Informs Laton doesn't have a dynamic image. It just is Milan picture. <laughs> I don't know. It's you just know. The conspiracy. But but the theory start. I know sure that once the watch does have a dynamic image, it does not. So it does. Go for, no. It doesn't. Oh, it does. It does. It does. Uh, the fuppin the fuppin yeah. picture was the same for both until you click on the card itself. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. Maybe they clearly they just don't know. Uh, but then again, I know a lot of people are saying that it's all a meme and and that it's can be some pro. And I, I saw one tw- tweet. I can't remember it now, but it was like, oh, they're gonna come out with a uh, what's a not a spy, but like. I wish I could find it, but it was some funny. It was like a, a spy themed uh, promo on Friday because of the, the, them looking up their contracts and stuff and trying to make money. It was some, it was some like something like that. But so I don't know if it's all like bogus or whatever. Probably, I think he's just trolling. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot. Of time. <laughs> exactly, it's probably trolling. But I just, um, do you think? We'll probably end on this. Do you? Think Think they're gonna have uh, a Black Friday team this year by any uh, chance? I don't know. You know what? What sucks? I, I don't want to bring talk about this too much, but the content on Madden is so much better. I know. I see the, the I, game. I, is, I follow the game. Some. I think the gameplay is actually worse than FIFA. So, in my opinion, yeah, I've heard. But the I content follow, is like, so good. I know they have so many like players every uh, every week almost. Something I see problem. Who's one of the best Madden players? I'm sure you yes, know. Yes, I've, I've heard his name because I was just watching. I don't. I've never watched him play, but I've I've heard his name through like, I, the I MCS and stuff. Twelve years ago, when I used to play Madden competitive, I'm talking about like ugh, man, a long time ago when he was on Madden Challenge on ESPN. I don't know if you've heard of that show, but he uh, he won that show on ESPN. I used to watch him all the time before Twitch, before anything, and and I see the stuff when he posts. Like they have so many cool promos. I feel. They do have so many good promos, Compared. and that's so. That's what, the reason I thought of that is because you said Black Friday made me think of Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, think, and yeah. there's a amazing. I play Madden Mobile too. Actually, it's it, that has a ton of content on it too. Um, and they have this really, they have some really cool cards that are, um, different things. So they did like a screen promo as well. It's called Most Feared for Halloween, and they okay. did they did it, they had it in categories. So it was kind of like what way FIFA did it. They had cards that were called Scary Pace. So they basically just had f- faster speed or scary speed. Then they had scary power or scary strength. I think it was all S's. Um, so the player was just like the same card, a little bit juiced up, and then also just got a huge strength boost, similar to what they did with Scream a few years ago. A few years ago, where right. Scream used to work. Um, and it was just like that. It was cool, but they they literally have content nonstop. They could do a lot more because image rights are easier because one league all in the United States, obviously. True. That makes it way easier. I, I, I do understand that. Legends are way easier to get rights to. Um, they have crazy amount of legends. They have crazy amount of players. They can. It's just probably way easier. I imagine way cheaper to get rights. They probably just buy rights to the NFL and move on. Um, so I do understand that, but the content is million times better. But it has to be because it makes less money. That's what it comes down to. Is FIFA does can put out no content for a week and people still buy FIFA points just to boost up their team because it's the most popular game mode. Madden doesn't get the player or doesn't get the popularity. They have to be more on it for the content which goes back to the money they make is they don't need to improve the game because they don't have to yeah because they still I, make the money i kind of I do want to see more promos in the sense of more players other than like road to the final stuff stuff that's why i've always loved uh the halloween uh promo because it's just 
a batch of players improving their stats, mm-hmm. I kind of wish they do the same thing more often. Yep. And especially when they tooted about like before the game came over, they're like uh, specific moments where people would get boosted specific mm-hmm. stats. They still haven't done anything with No, that. not really outside uh, of um, the rule breakers. And that wasn't even for their moments. That was just boosting specific stats that were different than the normal boost that they usually do. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that they have a really good like from Thanksgiving to Christmas, just just go ham with the promos. Yeah, and I, I I see some people hating on the promos and they're saying like EA doesn't know what to do, so they just throw promos at us. Which I probably there's probably some truth to that. But overall, I'm way more for more promos. I'm okay with the two week promos. The issue is that the two weeks it should be two full teams. It shouldn't be, you know, half a team because they call it team one, team two. It's really half of team yeah, I mean, look, total. If that's what it- Takes for us to get a bigger pool of players. I'm all yes. for it. Yeah. Overall, at the end of the day, we get a couple extra players. But when they did the team one and team two for the road to the final, and the team two really had like four players in it, that was kind of bogus. But um, overall, I'm I'm with you. Team, give me every single week should have a promo. I'm okay with it. I'm not a trader, yeah. but we're not traders, so I, I understand the trader com- trading community hates that because the market crashes every single time there's a promo. Um, but I I yeah I, I understand that. I get it. But I guess we could leave it there. We said we were going to do a short one. I think we've almost said an hour, so. Yeah. Um, there's just two of us today. Felix should be back next week, I think. I'm trying to – I'll be home. Um, I'm obviously going to see parents yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, but will be able to listen on his weekend league woes. Yeah, he obviously he doesn't have Thanksgiving, <laughs> so he will be playing weekend league. I probably won't be because I will be home all the way through Saturday uh, and Friday, so I won't be playing weekend league this weekend because it is Thanksgiving here. We won't see a Thanksgiving yeah. promo, obviously, because of that, but we will have Black Friday. Um, so we'll have all those deals, the two-for-one packs and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, no, if you guys did enjoy it, please smash the like button, subscribe on the platform, podcasting platforms that you listen to. We're also on YouTube. Uh, I think this will be episode three that goes up on YouTube, so please subscribe there. Goal is to put more content out there, as we said during this episode. Um, but yeah, so subscribe, sub- smash the subscribe button on there. Um, without further ado, we'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs>